now. I'm feeling very jovial on a Halloween. 2000 and the hell year is it, Bloom? 21. Oh, man. Yeah. Shout out to English. 21. October's over. I can't laugh too much. I'm just going to start coughing. Uh, Bloom is indulging in Cody Road on this Halloween afternoon. I am drinking um, green tea with honey. I didn't get back. Cheers. I didn't have a drink yesterday, so this is my oh. this is my pulse game beverage. I really yeah, haven't dude. drank hardly at all. I've been I've been down and out for like six days now, so I'm I'm finally like it's finally mm, not children that I'm, are ill. It's you. I'm finally kicking it. Yeah, yeah. the uh, all that crap from daycare has finally yeah, gotten fine to the, way the to patriarch. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways, um, shout out of course to our presenting sponsor, Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. M e c h d y n e. Check them out for. Um, job openings. Do you hate your job? I hated mine yesterday. Uh, we're recording this on, uh, I, I'm kidding. Uh, we're recording this actually pretty early in the afternoon. I don't know if you guys know, there's a big baseball game tonight, um, that I need to be locked into. I get it. If no offense blown, but the Braves potentially winning their first world series since 1995, um, trumps you. On a Sunday night, understood. <clears throat> and Trump's the Vikings too. Well, you know, I got, got, you got multiple, multiple TVs. TVs. Yeah, yeah, we got we got multiple. Come on, we'll have a little NBA game on the third, just because it's like you have the TV, you may as well use it. Of course. Um, but no, um, let's let's just dig right in. Um, angriest I've been after a game since Kansas State 2017. Prior to that, would have been Kansas State 2015 for me. All for various different reasons. 2015, greatly self-induced. Uh, 2017, just staggering. Yesterday, a lot. Uh, there was a lot self-induced. Um, and just my my general frustration with the replay process boiled over yesterday. It was more of that than like angry at like officials and calls. Uh, it was a bad day. Uh, the the announce the the production on ESPN Plus was terrible. For a high-level college football game, just everything about it was bad. And I'm not trying to like personally attack any uh, – everything from the cameras to the angles to the – everything was rough. And it all just kind of culminated when you've got all these close calls that are in really important times. And you can clearly see things. Like the one for me, uh, I think probably the worst one was when the one official – overcalled the other one on the Brees Hall touchdown. Yeah, that's the one that sticks out. Yeah, but to me, like, the one that just was so senseless, and I, is when the West Virginia player caught it uh, in the back of the end zone, his feet did not touch the ground. I mean, you can watch it from every angle. His feet did not touch the ground. It's not, it's not questionable. The first inch of this guy's body to hit the ground was his butt in the white, like, a yard and a half off. And like I, I understand these guys have tough jobs. Uh, their their jobs are more difficult by the day. I'm watching the World Series, and it's like, could you imagine being behind the plate right now? Yeah, every <laughs> you know, every single strike. It's impossible. But like, I'm so frustrated by like the bureaucracy of replay and like what means inconclusive. And I I actually feel for the officials because their jobs are almost impossible now. 
And I, I just, I was furious after that game. Even last night after the Braves uh, won game four, like I was still just like, I couldn't even hardly yeah, you're, sleep. I you're not sleeping. alone. That's one of those that just, Ugh. it sticks out. I mean, one, you don't play very well. You played like crap. They did not play well. I agree. And by this team's standards, they did no, not play well. It was well. not, I think it was Iowa State's worst effort of the year. I mean, you could quibble between that and the Iowa game. But it, yeah, and it's just like still, you give yourself a chance. Still should have won. And yeah, you probably, and it just, it was a weird day all the way around. Like it was, there weren't a lot of people there. Yeah, I thought that was odd. It, it was rainy, and it just, it just felt like Iowa State was a, a step slow or something. I mean, if you, if you look at the numbers. Boy, we haven't seen the defense look like that well, in a long time. Yeah, and so I, I looked it up this morning. It was the third most yards passing against Iowa State under Campbell and Haycock. Wow. Um, oddly, the, the highest number was TCU last year in an Iowa State win. The second highest total was Oklahoma State in 18, also win for Iowa State. That was the Brock Purdy debut game. But it just, it was interesting. It just, you, Iowa State, not having Mike Rose, hugely impactful. And the defense just probably played the worst attack it has in a long, long time. And yet you're still there yeah. with the opportunity to win that game. And you've got... You know, I thought the game really flipped that offensive pass interference call on West Virginia. Which was an atrocious call. Yeah, which I I thought was a bad call. That was a bad call. And then the pick six followed, and Neil Brown just ripped into the whole crew during that timeout, which you didn't see on TV, but he was livid. He's, you know, you can hear it basically say, you know, this cost us this. And and the the crowd was a lot like Iowa State was last week in Oklahoma State. And again, I don't know if it's the unconscious thing, but just felt like everything beyond that Mm. play went towards West Virginia. And just broadly, okay, I know I got some stuff on Twitter. It's like, how can you explain this as an official? And just let me give you a little little history lesson here, a little backstory. You know, to me, each call. Okay, I agree the the one the where he didn't get his foot it, it clearly in live it didn't look like he got his foot down. But it was weird that camera angle and the way the end zone matched his shoe, it was hard to tell like okay, I mean I can't really you know if that's called an incomplete pass or it obviously is stands as an incomplete pass. But it seems like I they got drilled on all of the all overturned the, or stands and, or any of that. And then the the play clock one which was just like yeah. That's like middle school stuff and then so if you get the delay game, then it's fourth and eight. Do they even go for no, it? No, they like, probably you know, don't. Like, so it, it greatly impacts the game. So, totally. And so to me, just from Broadly's perspective yesterday, it felt to me that the game kind of got out of control for the officials. I completely agree. I think they had a bad day in general. Um, I don't think it was all against Iowa State, but the high-profile ones definitely And it was were. chippy throughout. Yes. Like Campbell was upset. Brown was upset. Everybody was upset. There was a very, just kind of a, you know, very physical, feisty game. Crowd was into it, but they, there weren't a lot of people there. It was raining. It was just kind of a weird atmosphere. And I just think it overwhelmed the crew a little bit. Mm. Um, but so then I got to thinking, you know, I've never seen, I, and I, I w- spend way too much time paying attention to the officiating. Officials are. Yeah, but that makes you, yeah. it, you have good so perspective on it. Derek, a- it. Derek Anderson was the referee, the White Hat, so the guy in charge. Okay. This is his first year as a Big 12 referee. Previously, he was a line judge for Mike DeFee's crew, and then last year on on Alvarez's crew, he was actually the line judge. No, no, don't in say. the Big Twelve Championship game 
Remember when Campbell was lighting up, lighting into those guys on that potential yes. offsides uh, situation? That was Derek Anderson. So, but history lesson here: the Big Twelve lost five really good referees in the last twenty-four months, which you probably don't even think about here. Mike DeFee, who's the big guns guy, yeah. who did the Texas Jeremiah George game. Yeah. He, he was bad that day, but largely thought of as one of the better officials in college football, worked several national championship games. He retired after the 2019 season. Reggie Smith, yeah, Reggie. Who, who Everybody did, knows Reggie. did the pick-up flags game. He also yeah. did the Oklahoma win for Iowa State in 17. Yeah. He moved to the Big Ten. Uh, you had Cooper Castleberry retire after the 2019 season. So did Eddie Shelton. And so we're breaking in a new crew. We've got, there's like five new Big 12 crews. Yeah. And so what they do is, the guy last week at Oklahoma State, they grabbed him from the Mountain West. This guy was a line judge, cobbled together that crew. So this is the first year of that group working together. And a lot of people don't realize then the replay official is not part of a crew. They're assigned weekly just on a rotation. So they don't really have, you know, the continuity of crew and replay official. It's always a different guy. Yeah. And it just felt to me, that that group just did not work well together. And then when you're new like that, when you have this in this hostile environment, this new, it just felt like the game got away from them. No, I think that's fair. I mean, even in the like first half, the players were getting into yeah. it. I mean, and it just I don't it know if, seemed like every other play there was like a near fight breaking out in that game. And everybody was just kind of on edge all game and well, it's just I, like they lost control and then when you get into those replay situations, that's my thing, Brent. It's tough like, to overturn. I mean, and again, like you you nailed it. Like when Neil Brown's upset, when Matt Campbell's upset, when the players like that that's the problem. It's it's not um like Never once yesterday was I like, oh, the Big 12's out to keep Iowa State out of the. No, like I don't, Same. I don't believe that. They don't, I don't believe that any of those officials wanted Iowa State to lose. Agreed. I don't, I don't think any of that. I think that it was a series of unfortunate events that all went against Iowa State, which to me comes back to the way we do replay. I hate. Like I'm gonna. I, I've used this example. I, I talked about it on Cyclone Reaction last night. There was a play. And the Braves Brewer series, and it was it was similar where um, they were reviewing something. They were reviewing like if a runner got back to a base or whatever. But there was a foul ball hit um, the third baseman uh, for the Brewers ran over, and they called it an out on the field. Well, the replay was clear that he didn't catch the ball, mm-hmm. like the ball had hit the ground and he trapped it. it but it was it was really close live. They were reviewing something else, but during that, they discovered that the that he didn't actually catch it. But they couldn't reverse it because that wasn't what they went to the mm. replay for. And yep. it's like, how stupid is that? Like, and, and I'm so tired of like, well, okay, what is inconclusive evidence? Yep. Because I've watched that. That guy did not get a foot down. Right. He didn't. And cl- I think the majority <laughs> but, of people would agree that Brees Hall's elbow was down yeah, before the ball's out. It, but but because of like the call on the field or whatever, which yep. originally was a touchdown, by the way. And that's which, that's th- what comes back to my point of that crew didn't seem to work well together. Yes. You should never have a, a gu- guy ruling a touchdown with the situation from the umpire ruling it a fumble. Like that's So that's that, like technically they were wrong. He's there. gotta wait. I mean Okay. I mean I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that. I mean I, like, you, ju- ju- you just that should not happen. And I think that's what really upset Iowa State is like this guy who is 
you know, I, I don't want to get too much of the mechanics, but generally it's the line judge who makes the call. Touchdown yeah, that's what dead, I always dead, thought. Dead ball. And then that, that guy comes over and overrules. And then, but the umpire overruled him because the ball, he's like, well, the ball came out. And then at that point, once it's ruled a fumble, the angles back to ESPN yeah. Plus were not good enough. Okay, so in that, that's then, another aspect yeah. I did want to talk about here. And I, you know how this, our profession works. When stuff like this happens, you start to get a lot of people chirping at you. And it, it was made pretty clear to me last night, and you're, you're going to know a lot more about this than I do, that when you have an ESPN Plus game, I mean, your angles are cut like in half or even more, right? And, and your photographers aren't as good, you know, and all that stuff. And, and it was greatly questioned to me, like, if that's an ABC game. It's definitely more cameras. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's it, just really, really, I don't even, here's the deal. I don't think Iowa State played like a winning football team yesterday. So I'm not even like, I just, all I know is when you're, when you're good, let's say Iowa State was going to go nine and three this year. They Mm -hmm. still can. Mm -hmm. You're going to have Iowa State's point. You're always going to be in close games when you're Iowa State, right? When you, when you have those special type seasons, you're not going to play your best every week and you still should be able to win. You won't like, they didn't play their best. But they did fight their asses off. I was really proud I, of the I team. I agree with that completely. Um, you still don't want it taken from you from things that you can't control, right? Correct. Um, and I get the whole, like, well, Brees shouldn't put it on the ground. Well, no shit. Like, I, I know that, but he's still, uh, I don't know. You get, you get where I'm at. I, like, I 100%. It's like, you can, you can, everyone can agree Iowa State played poorly. Yes. Still battled. No doubt. Yet and you give West Virginia credit too. Yeah, and they, I th- they were they it, were great. Yeah, that's the best uh, West Virginia has He's played. A good and, coach. and Neil Brown said as much in in his post game. He's a really good coach. Do you want to listen to a little bit of that post game? I, th- I thought it was fascinating. I mean, if you think about it, obviously we're we're all crushed, bummed, but for them, oh yeah, it's a big win, huge win for them. Um, real quick, uh, I do want to thank our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. Uh, for all of your co-working needs, uh, check out the, my man Jeff was all he was he was all fired up on the Twitter yesterday as well, tweeting at me during the during the broadcast. Uh, the memberships, uh, meeting spaces, go to their About Us page, visit us. Uh, they'll take you on a tour. Go and check out the one in downtown, also in Midtown, uh, Jefferson. If you're a rural folk, and also over in Cedar Falls, I want to give a quick shout out to the Iowa Clinic. Um, I was talking about how we use these in real life. My wife has been having back pain. I had two Iowa Clinic stories this week because I went to urgent care and okay. they gave me an antibiotic. Thank God. Uh, Dr. Otis, I think was his name at the okay. urgent care. Shout I out think to I've, him. I've seen him before. They, they, probably. <laughs> they got me in and out with like 35, 40 minutes, COVID test negative, got me out of there with an antibiotic and we were good. So then the wife has been having like back pain issues and she woke up the other day and could barely even like get out of bed. Bada boom, I got onto their back pain um, website, got her an appointment next day. Good stuff. Check them out. Love the, uh, they have back pain specialists there at the Iowa Clinic. All right. So what are we about to watch? This is, you're the one who, I haven't heard this yet. This is Neil Brown's press yeah. conference. Yeah. So obviously a big win for them, but he made some interesting comments about the, the type of energy, I'll just say that they put into this game even in the off season, which is, which is fascinating. When you think, you know, there's two sides to this story and, and yeah. what this meant to them. Well, it's like I always say, the other team has 85 scholarships too. Uh, that's correct. Here's what uh, Neil Brown had to say. Like we changed our off season program after they dominated us last year in, in, in that game in December. 
you know, um, we had that 42-6 to six score up from the time we came back in late January and started our, our off-season program all the way through fall camp. We had that 42-6 to six score, and, and we talked about how we had to get bigger, stronger, and more physical. You know, because a year ago, it was domination on the front. And so, now this week, we didn't talk about that game one time. You know, because really, we, we, we told our guys, hey, we're going to have a new season that starts uh, during our bye week. And we're not going to go rewind on a previous game. Uh, we're not going to flash forward. All we're going to do is we're going to stay in the moment and concentrate on being one and oh, which I know is cliche, but I think we got to do this with this group. And and so, but we really concentrate on the offseason. And we spent a lot of time on offense and defense um, putting together a plan. And, and we tweaked them a little bit this week. Um, and they're, they're really difficult. You know, if you, you look at them defensively, they've been doing what they're they, – they, the scheme that they've been utilizing, they've done it now for four years. And I think what if – I, if I can do a good job of explaining this, when you've been in a system, you've got to have answers. Right. So when you when you're getting attacked and Haycock's got answers within that system. And and so what we tried to do is try to anticipate the counters. And, you know, he got us some. You know, he really did. He got us some. And, and we were able to we were able to hit some plays. And here's the thing. It, it comes down to guys making plays and our guys made plays. We made throws. Letty broke tackles. Bryce Wheaton went up and made plays. You know what I mean? Like, um, but this is uh, this is this is one that we that we circled and, and we've really been preparing for. Uh, Neil, following up on your uh, having answers and anticipating answers, do you have a few plays that you've run to try to evoke what you think you might see, and then saying, "Hey, here's our counter to that that you know we're going to try to hit them with the next time." Yeah, it, absolutely. And the thing that we really try, if you look statistically, they've been lights out in the second half. You know, they've been completely light, lights out in the second half. And I think there's a multitude of reasons why they've been really good in the second half. Um, but that's something that we really studied. And we said, guys, we got to have a kind of a different plan once we get into the second half. Um, we were really going to use Garrett some more in the second half, and we just didn't get, get to it. Um, we, were having, we were having to huddle a little bit for some things that they do um, just, to, just to hide some plays and, and how we get plays in. Um, but it, but that was the plan. We were going in, and we were going to be different in the second half. On the fumble, did you get an explanation on why? That's interesting. Yeah, that's 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 really good stuff from him. He's smart, man. I, I, <clears throat> they haven't really had the results there, but I I think he's a good one. Well, and it just it just shows that we talked about how in 2019 when K State embarrassed Iowa State down in Manhattan physically, mm-hmm. and how it spurned change in yeah. the Iowa State program. The game last year in Ames did the same thing for West Virginia. They had some high expectations this year, and it seems like they're finally starting to put it together. So, you know, Daggy throws for 370 and was really good, and those 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 players all made catches. Like, they, they made the plays, and, you know, I think for, just from a game standpoint, remove the officiating. Yeah. Uh, third down conversion. Third down was the biggest You step. know, yeah. Iowa State goes, what, 2 for 12, and then they go 9 of 15. Yeah. It's just hard. It's In any game, it's Could hard to overcome that. Yeah, you just got to get off the field there, and so – you know, I. It was a weird game. All Iowa State just, like I said, it just seemed like they were a step slow. I don't know if they a lot got taken out of Iowa State. I mean, K State, Oklahoma State, both super physical games, and then you have to go on this road trip to Morgantown. Kind of a weird situation. They're one and three. It's like there's not a lot of people in the place. You get off to this great start with Brees Hall, and it's almost felt like Iowa State just didn't have juice. And West Virginia made the plays there. 
And then obviously took the lead again, but almost the same thing happened that West Virginia came back every time, put themselves in position to get there. And then unfortunately, Iowa State, you know, due to several factors, uh, ended up on the short end. But I, I just thought it was just interesting that. Oh, it's good stuff. You know, they, their plan all offseason was. We gotta we gotta figure out you know what Iowa State does well because we admire them and uh, it worked for West Virginia and the, the one other thing that was interesting there you caught the very end he said we huddled more yeah. than we normally do Iowa State has a couple of staff members that are known as elite uh, signal decoders mm. and that's part of why Iowa State's really good in the second half. And it's it's not stealing. Yeah. It's you have seen now what they do, what yeah. that looks like. And there's a couple staff members that are really good. And uh, well, and that's, West Virginia adjusted accordingly. That's part of the game. Yep. It's why when Campbell got here, he switched sidelines. You know. Yep. Um, and then they they got the big Wilson Toyota things and put them up. I mean that that's part of the deal. And and I, that's really good stuff by Brown. I wish more coaches talked as openly as he does. He's very because open. Yep. That's great for fans to get the perspective of. You know all the stuff that's going into that, and um, it it it's kind of it's quite humbling for Iowa State to hear another team talk about you that way. Well, it's just kind of like right. I'm listening. I'm going, wow, sounds I mean, they're, familiar. They're, right, it's almost like uh, yeah. we're on the other end of the spectrum here. Yeah, um, no, that's a it's kind of a good way to end it. I think. I mean, I just yeah, it, it's frustration um, mainly because listen. Did Iowa State deserve to win? Probably not. They, you know, but I also would have loved to have seen, um, you know, I, I think I, I'll say this: Did they deserve to win? Probably not. Should they have won? Probably. That, that's how I, that's how I'll land on it. I mean, there's just too many big plays that were missed, and I, I don't think you'll get anything. I don't think this will be like a Big Twelve apology letter tour because I don't necessarily even know if I can, um scorch the officials too much like because i i think that they were working within the realm of like what they have given to them that, and that's the problem yeah the iowa state got let down by I, I think you nailed it to start let down by the hierarchy of the replay system and then the one you could quibble about was was the uh delay game that should have been called it's the strangest thing it and it it happens but they give you like an extra half a second to a second for some you're right and and i don't know why i can't explain why different crews do it differently and it's not reviewable like this isn't like the shot clock in in basketball where you can go look okay it's at zero and they didn't snap the ball it's maybe it should be i do one other thing i would think would be interesting to at least explore and i don't know everything here but some conferences have gone to the NFL model where the replays, uh, the replay has a central command center uh, in, in New York City, or I think it's Secaucus for the NFL. I think the SEC and the Pac-12, maybe the Big Ten too, have central command center seat up, where the Big 12 is really it's just the guy and the crew on the field. And you wonder if there's another somebody centrally, whether it be in Dallas or wherever, that has a different look, if that goes differently. It just seems like the Big 12 always, and I would love to know the percentages, always goes, seems to go to the stands model instead of uh, overturned or confirmed. I thought that that crew, yeah, like was very conservative about overturning calls. Well, I'm just trying to think, when's the last time a call was overturned outside of like a targeting thing? It just seems like if there's any any something close to being okay, I could maybe conceivably see how that foot was down. Then it's okay; it must stand, which makes it 
difficult if you're on the short end when that's where Iowa State was for like four. Yeah, well, and that's like when, when the Brees one happened. I, I mean, I tweeted out. I was like, I, I know his knee was down, but... I didn't. I, I don't. Yeah, I was like, I don't think they'll overturn this. I, you, I really didn't. Same, I, but just based off of how they had officiated the, the game thus far, completely, because that was not a touchdown in the back of the end zone. I'll, I'll go to my grave. I've watched every angle that you can watch. Yep, multiple. And then, that was not a touchdown, but they felt it wasn't conclusive for one reason or another, and they, if they didn't overturn that, they weren't going to overturn the Brees one. And then back to my point of how it just seemed like the game got away from those guys. The last sequence of events was emblematic of that, where Brock is running. It's really close to a first down. The I don't. I think it was the side judge is trailing the play too much. Like he was not in good position to to rule where that play was. And then it's, oh, it's a goat rodeo. Yeah. I mean, everyone's moving around. You can't get the buzz down because Iowa State's hurrying up because it's a fourth down conversion. It just got away from everybody. I, I, in a perfect scenario, one the mark is a little bit better, maybe a little bit closer, which then inspires the review. I, I think it's like it's, I think you, it's the difference between fourth and three and fourth and inches. Right? Maybe you maybe you review it if it's fourth and inches. Correct. Then you maybe you, maybe you're a little more quick to buzz down. Yeah. But it, it was just everything was going so fast for those guys in that those last sequence of events, and then it was unfortunate. I was, it didn't have a timeout then to blow it yeah. dead, to give the replay guy time to look at it a second time. And oh, it was just a, a little bit of a goat rodeo. All right. Um, a little Halloween edition. Oh, we'll, we'll change it up. Um, we're going to change it up in, for guess the point spread. Oh, I love it. Um, you know, because it is it is one Hallow's Eve. Uh, you missed uh, Beggar's Night in Bondurant, by the way. Um, and your, your boys looked great. Yeah, thank you for uh, entertaining them a, for a little bit. A lot, of, a lot of drunks walking around town. <laughs> I was telling um, my brother-in-law was here. I was like, how do you know you're from Bondurant without saying you're from Bondurant? He's like, what? And I go, you, you're obsessed with fire pits. Because, <laughs> I mean, all it is is dudes in Bondurant just walking around with their kids being like, oh, where'd you get your fire pit? Because that's all we do is we just burn things out in the front in the in our driveways. We, apparently, we had a neighbor handing out fireballs to the parent the parents. Oh yeah, which was encouraged. Yeah, there was, and then the apple pie shots were being handed out okay. down the down the block as well. Yeah, classy neighborhood. That's right. Uh, that we're a part of. All right, it's a Halloween edition of Guess the Big Twelve Point Spreads, featuring Brent Bloom. This is a, quite the intro. <laughs> did your did your boys enjoy Ghostbusters? By the way, I, I think they loved it. It was a little good, in, good wholesome family entertainment. A little intense. Uh, the because Ghostbusters one. Are you familiar? I. It's been a long time. Is that Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. There's the scene in the basement with the librarian to start the thing off. I think Theo was a little bit perturbed. <laughs> He's only 23 months old. I, mean, I have not seen any lines, by the way. This will be fun. Well, this is great. We've got Maction starting this week. Oh, buddy. We've got three Tuesday night Mac games. We've got uh, two on Wednesday. All right. Um, starting in the Big 12. The battle for the Sunflower State. Kansas State is at Kansas. Oh, gosh. Kansas let me down. They were one of my locks of the week in Stillwater. They just got destroyed. Jeez. K-State's at Kansas. Yep. 23 and a half. 
24. Oh, okay, starting off hot. Not bad, my friend. What about Nebraska, by the way? I take back every nice thing I ever said about them. You know, it was terrible. It was a, it was a very long day. There were like two highlights. To <laughs> Ohio State is at Nebraska. Just take a stab. Ohio State's at Nebraska. Oh, oh man. It's 20. Actually, it's only 15. I'd oh, okay. Pound Ohio State in that one. Uh, Nebraska's not good enough to bow up against a team that good. I wouldn't think so. I haven't been in the last, no, 25 years. Tulsa is at Cincinnati. Our Bearcats are representing we're, the Big 12. Are, are they going to get hosed in the rankings this week? They might. I think they might. The, well, they might They might put you know them in. so stupid? You know what they're going to do? They're going to put them at like four or three, and then the strength of the schedule is going to hurt them because they're like, oh, they didn't play anybody the rest there of the year. There were these yahoos on uh, Twitter yesterday critiquing them because they weren't blowing out Tulane, which I thought was so funny because it's the same idiots who are going to have Oklahoma ranked like number two who only beat Tulane by five. Right. To start the – Tulane Good sucks, point. by the way. They're my second favorite team. Troy Dannon, go Green Wave. Still waiting on that jersey. Yeah. Cincinnati. I haven't even gotten a response. Is, it's unbelievable. Is that Tulsa? Same as Stuart Mandel. You send him a bottle of whiskey, you don't even get a thank you. Tulsa's at Cincinnati. Oh, okay. That changes it. Uh, Tulsa's got a good defense. I'll say 17 and a half. Um, hold on. I was playing DJ here. 22. Oh, seems a little high. Yeah. Uh, what about Baylor at TCU, Brent? A couple of Big 12 private schools going at it. I think we're on the farewell Gary Patterson tour. Dude, um, he's awful now. Like, and we're we're well beyond, like, kidding around about no, this it's, anymore. It's, it's, like, it's legitimately, like, his fans are, they're over him. I haven't gone on to message boards and stuff, but I've been around this business long you kind of get a good read of, of what's happening there. So the, the speculation is Tech and TCU are going to battle over the same couple of coaches. That's why Tech wanted to get a head start on really? the process. Yep. Um, I, I wasn't aware of that, but so the, I have a theory on what Tech should do, by the way. We'll do that after this. Okay. I, I, I know what they should do. So but. Baylor, Baylor's hosting TCU? Uh, Baylor is – no, TCU is hosting Baylor. Oh, that makes it interesting. I'll say five. Six. Baylor. Okay. Pretty good. Are we still scoreboard watching? Um, if you want to, obviously it's got to win out. And I mean, that was worst help. case scenario yesterday, though, with Baylor winning and. Yeah, I mean, you need you basically you're now in for a. Uh, if Baylor would lose to TCU. That would help. That would all of a sudden you're back into the mix. Yeah, you're. It's. I mean, there are there. That's still the, every scenario. I was taking one out. Obviously, has to win out. I mean, it's got to start there. Iowa State can win out. Win at Oklahoma. You know, this is uh, really kind of annoying. I I wanted to play the Michael Jackson thriller, and there's this whole, like, video. Oh, oh, absolutely. That makes the thriller Uh, the thriller. What in the hell? I just want to listen to the song. No, it's it's like a literally music video. Like, back in the day, music videos were actual, like, films. That's annoying. I just want to listen to the song. Does this bring back uh, Las Vegas memories? (sighs) I won't be honest. I don't remember a lot. <laughs> we for for the inside jokers out there. We went to the Cirque Michael Jackson show, and yeah, I do not remember much from that show, other than these things just flying at me from the ceilings. If you think about what a year this has been, oh. strange trip, the 2021 season. So it makes the Cyclone fans. It's gonna be a good 
chapter in the book. Yeah, this whole year. Uh, okay, where are we at here? When game, day, game day was in Ames at one Jeez. point this year. <laughs> it was like, like a decade ago. Oklahoma State is at West Virginia. And then I had a guy oh. tweet at me. He goes, that's all right. He goes, I'm ready for basketball season. I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> we haven't even started that yet. I could say, so I heard some like, oh, we're going to have to deal with this crew again on ESPN+. Plus." I could safely say <laughs> the crew could be a little bit better. No Courtney. Um, <laughs> but what's Baylor, Oklahoma or, uh Who's at Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State is at West, West Virginia. Virginia. Okay, Please. I'll say Oklahoma State by four, three. You're having a good day. I'm having a good day. That's that's sneaky. West Virginia's got some some athletes on the outside. Could give them some problems. Now they're really good up front defensively. Yeah, that was my that worry. Was, it was I a bad think, deal. Yeah. I didn't think we'd be able to run the ball very well. And I, I mean, Brees is able to break some right now, but they are not running the ball consistently. Well, and then the more pressure than Brock's been under all year. Yeah. And on the opposite side. West Virginia did way better than I thought they could at handling Iowa State's pass rush. Like, Mick, Will McDonald was as quiet as he's been in two and a half years. Remember when LSU-Bama used to be a big game? The midnight hour. 29 uh, points. Wow. Remember when Clemson was good? Uh, Houston is at South Florida. Oh, yeah, 24. 12 and a half. Did you see how Houston won last night? I did. On a kickoff did. return? That's like the most Iowa State thing ever. Poor SMU. Um, Texas at Iowa State. This will be higher than most people think it should be, but it's right about – it's perfect if you believe in the numbers. I have not seen anything yet. I will say Iowa State by four and a half. Uh, it opened at seven. It's at six and a half at the time of recording. Okay. This. Okay. So that, I mean, that's about what I thought. Like, that's, again, Vegas not overreacting to Iowa State yesterday. Texas is kind of like we kind of knew what they were before that. It wasn't – I think that that's it. I'm, I'm checking on all these. Uh, Oklahoma. I think they're off. Are they off this week? Yeah, I guess yeah. they played one more game, so they're probably off. Yeah, I'm just double-checking to make sure I didn't miss anything. Y'all can listen to Michael Jackson while game, I do that. Game time was announced for those. Yep. Curious. 6.30 for Texas. I'm sure that won't be an angry crowd. Yeah, no Oklahoma this week. Just Holy crap. Do you think – I mean, it's, it'll, be, it'll be pretty – pretty hostile as it should be although i wonder if the, the this week's result will impact anything oh i but think it will i think by the time those 630 rolls around the horns down will be out in full force and names i think it's going to be an absolute shit show like in a good way i hope so in a fantastic way i truly be a little bit chilly a little bit cold so now what are they doing they're having like a dance you party watch the, the thriller music video now this is stupid <laughs> i just want to listen to this song i'm turning it off um, <clears throat> why doesn't Tech hi- just look to Air Force and hire Troy Calhoun and be the only team in this new Big 12 running the triple option? Like, tech can't do that. They're Tech. Yeah, I know, but like swallow your pride a little bit. Like if they hire Troy Calhoun, I guarantee they'd be 7-5, and 8-4 and four in the new Big 12 all the time. Do you know who they're going to hire? One of two people. The UTSA guy? Yep. Or the SMU guy. So yeah. the SMU guy is Dykes. His dad coached Tech forever. So that's who TCU wants. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're they'll no, both, I get it. They're like, gonna battle over those two guys in Texas. But like, aren't you just doing the same or, thing? What? Do you, uh, let me throw this out. It's a legit. Guess who's a candidate for Texas Tech? Outside one, Art Bryles. 
I saw that, but it it seems like being a public institution, they're going to have a really hard time getting that Could. from what I read. Perhaps so, Kendall Bryles. I saw that. I was told <clears throat> that any connection to Bryles by many people imagine this living in this world, <laughs> but this was like this was actually said to me. Uh, from some Big 12 sources, that any connection to Art Bryles would be seen as a positive by many Texas Tech fans, <laughs> which is, it's crazy, but... I mean, they're at that point, though. I mean, they the Wells thing didn't work. I could see, and it's, you're in West Texas. But, like, they haven't been good since Mike Leach. Like, Correct. By their standards. Correct. They had Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they went 6-6 six and six every year. Correct. So my point is, like, shouldn't you try something different? And nobody else in this new Big 12 is going to do this. It'd be super unique. It'd be it, really hard to prepare for. It would. It's just they have that. You have all these Texas athletes. The problem is, would they want to play triple option football? Correct. That's like, when I'm... you go to a military academy, you have other priorities. Like, you're not like, oh, I got to get to the NFL. And it is hard to recruit to. That's my point, though. Like, couldn't you just get a bunch of really talented West Texas kids who are they're, they're really athletic, but they're not really NFL guys and just run the triple option with them. Like, I, I, I'm just thinking out loud. It I shouldn't mean, be that hard. Something and, Kansas should really have considered, too. Yeah. I mean, I said that at the time, too, but, like, I'm looking at Tech. Troy, Cal- Just go north. Troy Calhoun. Interesting theory. I mean, I've been thinking about that all week. I bet they go with trailers. Now, like, but. TCU's in a different place. You're in the Metroplex. You've... You're private. You have more money. Like you, you got all these other stuff. Like I don't think that they really need to go that route. But <clears throat> tech's enough of a geographical outlier. Or, or okay, like we don't want to go that far. Then hire the um, coastal Carolina guy. Mm-hmm. He's not running a triple option, no, but it's, but a it's interesting offense, offense that yep. is tough to prepare is it for. Caldwell is his name. Yeah. I mean, if Matt were to relieve, I'd be. I would throw that guy out there. Now, recruiting I, to Ames would be very difficult. I bet he he gets some. He's a good coach. high level attention, though. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy. He's an SEC like. <clears throat> but you know what I mean? Like, I just I don't. When's the last time Tech was good? Like two thousand. It was when Leach had him in the top five with Jeremy Crabtree. And, yeah, right. Two thousand eight. And I mean, and Cliff had him going to six and six and stuff, but like it, it wasn't like they were, they have like, they're a, a little bit now it's totally, but it's a little bit of an in denial of like what they once were. One guy did that. Like he's your Bill Snyder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even in the Southwest conference days, they were always in the middle of the pack. Yeah. So That's great. I don't know. Just been thinking about that. It'd be interesting to see what direction they go. It and sounds how- like everybody there just hated Matt Wells. Which I find hard to believe because I like Matt Wells. Weird fit, but it's. It it's, sounds like he just kind of went in there, but in in his defense, Lubbock's a weird place. <clears throat> but I thought um, the athletic director was Hokut. I didn't think he was very classy at the. I mean, it, he was really I'm like a swift, a swift <clears throat> kick in the pants to the Wells. I I thought that one they really wanted him fired. Like I felt like they were rooting for They're, him to. They lose. wanted them to fail. Yeah, that's a, that <laughs> because it, it wasn't a. Oh, well, thank this guy for his service. Like when when Jamie fired Rhodes, like you knew that that was kind of a hard thing. Like, I mean, how Pollard was basically crying on YouTube when he fired Steve Prom. Like it wasn't like this. Like it was a oh we got out coached. Our kids deserve better. 
one thing it, to keep in mind, and, it's I, really I, and I don't know if it's related at all, but just in the back of my mind, energy prices have never been higher right now than or in like the last decade. And you were such a business school business. So if there's money. a lot of energy guys down there that may want to front a buyout that two years ago they couldn't do. So now, so the same with TCU. Now's the time to, to get out in front if you have cash on hand. Just think about that. You remember the one crazy realignment story? I can't wait to do the chapters on realignment in the book. When there was like the report that FedEx was going to pay. For Memphis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I like, do. How crazy that would be. Well, it's, FedEx is going to sponsor the title game. FedEx is like going to basically pay their TV rights fees. And then you guys <laughs> I, remember, keep, I do remember Just that. so they can be in the Big 12. Yeah. And okay. it's a little bit like, well, you probably should do it, but then you're just whoring yourself out. Like, and then it's like, how seriously can you? Well, be and Houston's got a huge benefactor. Uh, <clears throat> Who's theirs? It's uh, Fertitta is his name. That oh. he's the restaurant guy. Yeah, you told me about him. Once. So he's uh, he's very much involved in everything. So he's the one who basically paid for Holgerson to come there. So he's very much involved. So, we, so I stayed up there. There's there was some thought that they're a little cautious with Houston adding to the Big Twelve because of that guy because he's way hands on and kind of a well, I'm an egomaniac. Funny you say that because I couldn't sleep. I haven't been able to sleep all week because I just have felt like garbage. And so I was up last night just hanging on to watch the Bronco Men and Hall Bowl. <laughs> sure, which was vastly entertaining, by the way. Uh, worth every minute of sleep I didn't get. Um, we're all going to hate BYU. You guys you realize think? that, right? Like, who's going to be the? Are they going to be the biggest enemy? BYU is going to be the biggest pain in the ass in this new conference. I like, don't think Houston might be. I don't know. I kind of wish Houston wasn't in the conference. I, get, I don't. I don't have good vibes from Houston. For I won't. Some I won't lie. Like, I'm cool with Cincinnati. I'm cool with yeah, Central I'm right Florida. With, I'm alright with those two. Although I, the central the Central Florida fan base is going to really grate on people. Like it's gonna be a because they're, they're all like they pop their collars and stuff. It's did it's, you see that one video of those frat yeah, boys? Yeah, it's it's like uh, I'm trying to think of a good comparison here. It's like the the ego of Texas, oh, but with the resume of K State. Okay, like it's did they have K State's resume? Uh, no, they don't. I mean, yeah. but I'm saying like they they like the whole paper national championship thing oh, they went God, on. Yeah, like they are very much a it's the a, fact that they're associated with frost frost in any ways. Well, and then the Orlando, it I live I, there. It's this anyway. Orlando's gonna, my least favorite think, metropolitan area uh, of the other four. Than LA. I think Cincinnati will probably be the warmest reception, but it's it'll I, be there, there'll be some enemies quickly. We are gonna hate BYU. I'm just you think yeah okay. Dude, I, I I've heard uh, I've heard I, Kalani Sataki is a great guy though. I can tell this story now. I think it's been too many years. Uh, from the Melvin Edgem flipping of the bird. Yes, <clears> that was well, it was twenty fourteen. So <laughs> this is a the, long time ago. This is an all timer. Okay, so it was that game, and it was also the game where De- DeAndre Kane like gouged that guy's eyes out. Yes, remember that? Yes. So. <laughs> Uh, Doc Sadler is on the bench with Fred that year. Okay. And Iowa State's like leaving the court. Big win. Yeah, great win. We watched it at Benchformers. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that? We had a big party at Benchformers. Matt Matt Thomas had a couple of his biggest shots. Huge win. Young career. And um, so our we're we're our coaches are getting our guys out of there because it's hostile. It's like eight, nineteen, you know, twenty thousand people. Kane just literally ripped a guy's eyeball out. (laughs) It's on the floor. It's like any given Sunday style. 
Melvin's flipping them off. Yep. Like, we just stole this game from them. They're booing, throwing stuff. And Doc is, while they're going through the tunnel, Doc always had a Diet Coke with him. Like, he just drinks Diet Coke all the time. And, you know, like, Mormons can't have caffeine. They cannot. Or, and yep. while our guys are going back into the tunnel, Doc holds up the Diet Coke and goes, I bet y'all wish you could drink one of these right now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. That guy was re- a great guy. He's an all timer. Yeah. Isn't that great? That is fantastic. He's I mean, still with Fred. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's still Back over there. Nebraska. I mean, he's like Fred's liaison is, to the Nebraska the, boosters. That I is think. hilarious. Bet y'all wish you could drink some caffeine now, don't y'all? <laughs> Anybody who knows Doc or has followed Doc. I mean, even back to the um, days when he was the coach at Nebraska, he was always entertaining. He's always been a great guy. Very, very much so. And that's like the great, like, caffeine smack. Like, I'm just telling you, like, beware the scheduling things that they're going to get because they're going to have to change everything for these guys. That it is, and that's fine. It's their religion. I'm not like, but they are going to be a pain in the ass. Well, they may (laughs) join before everybody else, too. Yeah, which that'll be kind of fun to watch them piss off Texas and Oklahoma. If they're in the league together. I just hope that, you know, like my whole thing, I don't think that like these four new schools should come in and like bow down to the eight. But what I don't want to have happen is another Southwestern conference deal where they just come in and try and take it over. Sure. Because I, I would say the most valuable television product of all of them is BYU. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty clear. BYU is a strong product. It is. I don't think we probably undervalue Iowa State and Oklahoma State, K-State. I mean, from a football brand standpoint now. Yeah. But, no, BYU is BYU, BYU has national championships, so. And the... It, the I just I don't the want Church of Latter Day Saints thing is a big deal because it yeah it encompasses a big portion it's a national yeah, brand exactly. I mean they have their own TV that deal is, with ESPN. That is something that the other schools do they, not have. They're just a they're going to be a pain in the ass. They, they, I have a feeling. Yeah, we're going to hate those guys. The way this thing will come together, it sounds like by the way the Big Twelve tournament will remain in Kansas City, which is which makes is sense. good. And I think the football game will stay in in Dallas in which the short term. Make a lot of sense. Well, I don't know where else you'd go though. But any, it'll be. Uh, it, I, I'm curious when these cards will be played next for Texas and Oklahoma, as far as when they get out, because you know they don't want to be here next year. Like this will be. I am confident in yeah. saying, everybody. Yeah. This will be the last time Texas plays in Jack Trace Stadium. I would agree with that. So, get your horns ready yeah, to be down. Take every all the like, angst. Yeah, you have let's on go. These like guys. this is this is the game to do it because yeah. they're not coming back. Do you know how many times we? Ah, uh, the bad memories with those guys. Like, let's just take it all out in one night. A lot of frustration of this year with those guys, with ESPN, with the Longhorn Network. Like, just throw it all into this game. Couldn't agree more. Let's, let's get after it. I feel like you, I feel like that's a really good place to. There's a guy, real quick, too. A shout out to a uh, a guy who, I've met him a couple times. I want to say his name is Christian, but if that's not your name, I'm sorry. Okay. He makes a beer out of his garage. Oh. And he call, It's called Horns Down IPA. There you go. It's delicious. So if you're out there. Cheers to that. 
Uh, cheers to you. I'm out. Good luck to your Braves, my friend. Thank you. Um, I'm more nervous than I should be. I hope replay is not a factor. <laughs> I don't know why you have to be. <laughs> like, I don't know why you have to bring it all together like that again. But you know what? I know you too well. I was thinking about having your dad on the radio show this week to talk about officiating. I think that'd be a good move or a bad move. It's, I don't want to make him like a no. Villain. I don't. I would encourage him not to do that because it just not, there's nothing he's going to say that's going to. Yeah. No, I'm trying to give you all the I benefit. I know, but there's because we've been bitching about the I, robot umpires so much, like it's, it's becoming too much of a topic. There, it's a long conversation, but. You know, as I've learned over the years, there's only so much you can say to try to explain it to people, and then it's an easy target. It's a lot like the media. Oh yeah, you can just everybody pick on the media. Us. Yeah. My favorite was watching as Iowa's getting their asses kicked yesterday. The Iowa fans blaming the media for not asking Kirk hard enough questions, and it's just like that. But when that starts to happen, I'm just like, whatever. I want the fact to be known. I thought the crew yesterday was a little overwhelmed. Yeah, they had impacted the game. I thought Whitford. Did you listen to second reaction? He said they had a tough day. Like I, I think that's a bad fair way office. to. We all have bad days. They had a bad day, and it just happens that it costs twenty-one points. Bring us home, English. Yeah, bring on the horns.